ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, Hulu Plus, Paramount Plus, Apple TV Plus. Aren't there enough of these pluses out there? Well, not yet. Yes, it's Lance and Matt Plus, a new podcast presented by WFOB and WBVI. Okay, now we've got enough pluses. So let's join Lance Morris and Matt Kaufman for Lance and Matt Plus. Well, come on into this edition of Lance and Matt Plus, a podcast heard exclusively Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, along with online at WFOBWBVI.com. I'm Lance Morris. He's Matt Cotman. And Matt, based uh, based on basically how quickly our Friday episode became irrelevant, here we are once again. Our Friday episode did not become irrelevant. It only became irrelevant for about 45% of the episode. <laughs> The rest of it still holds true. The Devontae Adams trade still happened. Some of the other free agent moves still happened. The Cleveland Guardians still are slashing payroll in ways that would make Scrooge McDuck just ecstatic. So most of it holds true. Most of our season two premiere holds true. Slight problem with what we led with not holding true <laughs> about five hours after we finished recording. So, yeah, that's why we're here again. Episode two jumps right back into it. Um, I'm excited. It'll be fun. We're, we're going to have a good time. We're, we're going to talk through this together as a team between you and me, Lance, and between us and the listeners. We're, we're going to talk through this together. We're all going to get through this together. Of course, please rate, follow, review wherever you get your podcast. That's so you can uh, help Matt and I know you are out there listening and help our project grow. And if you are not already, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at the Lance Morris. Matt is at Cotman. Matt WFOB, just one T in Cotman. You always have to point that out. Yeah, Dan Hartzell, I know you're listening to this. I got to point that out. And just because I pointed that out, once again, the war between him and I will continue to go. Well, it will go on endlessly. I, I I accept this. Yeah, that's there's there's no getting around that. He is he has also said just as much. Yeah, he will continue to do it on purpose at this point. I, I'm fairly confident he's committed to take that that bit to his grave with him, <laughs> or my grave, whichever one happens first. I, I feel very confident he's going to take it that far. So I, I've I've accepted that from him at this stage. On this episode of Lance and Matt Plus, we will, of course, talk about the Browns acquiring Deshaun Watson after uh, apparently being out of the mix just one day before, and then they end up trading him Friday afternoon for a bunch of draft picks. We'll talk about my now free agent NFL fandom and where I should, in fact, take my rooting interest. And we'll also do a draft a little later on for our all-time broadcast booths. We'll talk uh, football, basketball, baseball, we'll do both college and pro for football and basketball. So a little uh, extra element uh, to the broadcast booths a little later on. But like uh, like we said, let's let's get right into it. The Browns did what seemed impossible on Friday because just one day before they were told they were out of the running and it appeared to be down to the some group of the Saints, Falcons, and Panthers were among the other final teams that were in the mix and then on friday he reversed course decided he would in fact come to the browns the browns get watson along with a fifth round pick the texans get three future first round picks including picks for the coming draft along with a third and fourth round pick so taking our i guess actual fan fandom thoughts out of the deal what is your initial impression of the deshaun watson to cleveland deal 
Oh, well, if anyone wants to see my fandom thoughts, they can easily check my Twitter on that one. Um, I I think I was pretty abundantly clear on a fandom side where I fell on that one. So give me a moment here to actually process how to do this from a unbiased, objective opinion. So thinking about it, and I have been thinking about it since it happened. There's two ways to take this trade. First way is going through history. The only other time this has happened in the history of the NFL with three first round picks being traded for a singular player was Herschel Walker back in the early 90s with the Minnesota Vikings giving three first round picks and what amounts to almost 13 picks overall by the time it was all said and done to the Dallas Cowboys in exchange for the all pro running back. Now, for those of you that remember NFL history, you can recall the incredible dynasty that was created from that point going forward of the Minnesota Vikings selling their entire farm to get Herschel Walker leading to, I think, nine straight Super Bowl appearances, winning six of them and leaving a dynasty that forever will never fall in the test of time. Or you remember it as it actually happened. The Vikings never really recovered from that trade until they were able to get their first round picks back. The Cowboys use it to get Emmett Smith, Darren Woodson, and a slew of other key players to build their dynasty in the 90s. So it's there's the history side of it. Then there's the practicality side. Last year, you saw a team trade for a franchise quarterback in Matthew Stafford going to the LA Rams, and they won the Super Bowl. The year prior, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers signed Tom Brady, go to the Super Bowl, and win. Both teams win. The Cleveland Browns are so wildly desperate for a Super Bowl berth and Super Bowl appearance, and you have to look at their roster and say, okay, maybe they are one quarterback away. I I was not one of those people. I thought they had the quarterback already. I, I thought injuries and health issues were the bigger concern. Now, looking at it on the field, Make no mistake, Deshaun Watson is one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL. When he is on the field, he is one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL. I absolutely loved him coming out of college. I was blown away back at that time when the Browns did not draft him initially, actually traded out of that pick with Houston. So Houston could end up drafting him and we ended up not drafting him. And I, I thought he was going to be an elite quarterback from the jump, and that was proven correct. So the Browns are getting a massive upgrade at quarterback. They really are. I, I love Baker Mayfield. Fact of the matter is, on the field, though, Deshaun Watson is a massive upgrade. Um, to be candid, I'm not entirely sure how well he fits within Kevin Stefanski's system. So I think there might be some bumps along the road in that regard. But I again, at the end of the day, I think the Browns, the Browns objectively may have the best quarterback in the AFC North now, at least for the time being until Joe Burrow takes that spot. If he's not already there. Having said all of that, looking at it from a history standpoint, looking at it now from the off the field standpoint, it's quite possible. This is the dumbest thing the Cleveland Browns have done since they've come back to the NFL. And not by a little, by a lot. And they've done some dumb things. 
We drafted Courtney Brown first overall. We passed on LaDainian Tomlinson to get Gerard Warren. We drafted Johnny Manziel and Justin Gilbert in the same draft class as Aaron Donald and a slew of most likely potential Hall of Famers. And we drafted those two guys. We drafted Trent Richardson and traded him one year later. We did nothing around 29 other quarterbacks. So what did the Browns do? They send a sabotage campaign saying things like the Browns want an adult in the room at quarterback. And their adult in the room that they apparently want is a man who still has 22 sexual assault and sexual misconduct civil suits against him. 22 with evidence. They have evidence. They have text message history. They have receipts. They have documentation proving in some of these cases that they have of Sports Illustrated went on record in the civil suits already corroborating most of the testimony from two of the massage therapists based on their own investigative reporting. The guy did it. He did it. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I know for Browns fans out there, they're ecstatic about this move for some of them. I'm sorry. I'm in the camp that's disgusted. I'm just in the camp that's absolutely disgusted. I, I, I'm so thoroughly happy that I have the Buccaneers to fall back on because I, I can't root for Deshaun Watson. I just can't. I can't do it. I can't bring myself to do it. I, I, I know there's people that say, well, what about Kareem Hunt? You know what? I have a hard time rooting for Kareem Hunt as well. If we're going to be candid, I said on our last episode, it always felt kind of icky still rooting for him too. Even though he's a local kid, he's a Cleveland kid and stuff like that. And it's great to see him th- f- flourishing and thriving in the system. It's, it felt kind of icky still rooting for him as well. But with this Deshaun Watson stuff, man, it's you, 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 you're shipping out and you're sabotaging the guy that literally laid it all on the line for you for his entire career with Baker Mayfield. I, I can honestly say for Baker Mayfield, I don't think there was a single play that he took off in his time here in Cleveland. Everyone talks about, oh, well, maybe Deshaun Watson won't be suspended because he missed all of 2021. Deshaun Watson chose to miss all of 2021. He said, I'm not going to play another down back in February of 2021 unless you guys pay me more or trade me. Then the sexual assault allegations started coming out. And then the Texans were able to say, oh, we're going to have them sit and look like they were justified in doing it. Deshaun Watson chose to not play. He was on the active roster for the Texans the entire season, so he got his paycheck week in and week out. So, I don't know, man. For me, I am absolutely disgusted. I'm absolutely disgusted. that There is a there is an attitude of win at all costs, and I understand that. I, I get it. To my core, I, I've played organized sports. I've coached. I've broadcasted. I, I get it. I understand that you, you want to win at all costs. Not too many people are actually willing to spend the at all cost portion of that. Because the at all cost portion, the Browns may have sucked for the last 20 plus years, but they were lovable losers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like 
you, you, you could get behind the Browns sucking and being terrible. You could still root for them. You could still feel good about them. You, you could still sit there and go, yeah, but you know what? These are good people. They do good things in the community, and they do a good job with what they're supposed to do. Deshaun Watson, you know what? I'll say this. You want a silver lining? The Cleveland, the Cleveland chapter of the Rape Crisis Center has not received more donations since he has been traded to the Browns and the Browns traded for him than they have in years. So if you want a silver line, I mean, bless his heart, that, that sexual predator at least brought some awareness to that organization. So they're getting some very well-deserved funding and donations from the community. But I just, I can't do it, man. I can't, I can't, I can't root for a team that is that willing to sell themselves out just to maybe get the chance at the Super Bowl. That's the important part, too. The Browns, on the field, they got better. There's no denying that. On the field, they got better. So has every team they're going to have to go against in the AFC to try and win this thing. It's not like Tampa Bay or LA where there's really one or two other teams that you have to worry about. The AFC, there's like five or six. Bringing Deshaun Watson in, he only has one playoff win, by the way, and he's been to the playoffs a couple times. This is not a guarantee. And with his massive contract, he got, by the way, the largest guaranteed contract in the history of the NFL. There's not a lot of wiggle room for the Browns to work with to bring in additional talent. And you don't have a first-round pick anymore. So all those fans clamoring for Garrett Wilson or Drake London or Chris Olave, too bad for everyone thinking, well, the defensive line would be better with Jordan Davis or Wyatt Davis from Georgia. Tough luck. Or anyone said they're going, hey, maybe we can finally invest in that linebacker position a little bit more. We got JOK. We got rid of Mac Wilson. Maybe let's go get into Kobe Dean or Devin Lloyd. Well, tough. And if you want to know what's going on for the receivers or the skill positions in 2023, too bad. You don't have a first round pick anymore. Too bad for 2024 as well. You, you, you traded your farm, your future, and your morality for one guy. And again, for myself, I can't root for Deshaun Watson. I can cheer Miles Garrett. I can cheer Nick Chubb. I can root for Wyatt Teller. I can be supportive of the, the players that have been with Cleveland for a while. I can't root for the team as a whole, though, anymore. I just can't. I really can't. This is a sacrificing your soul in the hopes of one Super Bowl. And I think it's repugnant, and it makes me feel like I need a shower every time I talk about the Browns now. Yeah, I... I, I I'm with you based on everything you just said. I I will still, of course, root for Miles Garrett's and Nick Chubbs and Denzel Wards and Baker wherever he winds up. I'll still I'll still root for those guys because I've rooted for those guys the last handful of years. That part, like you said, that part does not change. But as far as rooting for the team as a whole, as being a Browns fan. I yeah, I it's just a moral line. I can't do it. And you you brought you bring it up with Kareem Hunt and it's not it's not a it's not a good comparison. It's not a fair comparison, I think, to make comparing what Kareem Hunt did to what Deshaun Watson 
may or may not have done still allegations. So we'll, we'll use that terminology for the time being. But the, diff- look, the look. difference, the difference to me is, well, aside from the fact I watched Kareem Hunt in college, I watched him because he went to Toledo. I watched him against mm. BG tear us up as a freshman. I was on the sidelines for that. It was, it was incredible. Beside, aside from that, it's one incident, at least as far as we know, it was one incident for Kareem Hunt, one very bad night that he obviously has no defense for. He's already, he has also already paid his dues for that. He, I don't think actually had criminal charges, but he did get suspended. He obviously got cut by the Chiefs. He was the the leading running back for them at the time. He's paid those dues, as, at least as far as we can tell. So you can compare and contrast, which I don't like the term of having to compare and contrast it, but that's really the only way to compare it with it already having involved the Browns as a whole. But just having as many allegations as Deshaun Watson has, it makes it at the very least clear it's not a one-time thing and that it was something that occurred over months and presumably at this point over years. Yeah, and that... And again, it's Kareem Hunt still needs to be brought up in this because at the end of the day, you have uh, not necessarily a similar situation. It was it, it was a bad situation. It was a very bad situation. It, it was similar in some ways. It was different in others. The, the other thing that bears mentioning, like you said, Kareem Hunt did serve his time. There was reprimand for him. He was cut by his team. He was out of the NFL for a while, got picked back up, had to serve a suspension, and then was able to play again. So it's the, there's, there's something to be said about that. Now, I bring up Kareem Hunt in the same breath as Deshaun Watson because that's what a lot of the what about ism that we've been seeing from Browns fans trying to rationalize that it's okay. Deshaun Watson is on the team. They have been bringing up Kareem hunt, trying to be like, Oh, well, you're okay with Kareem hunt, but you're not okay with Deshaun Watson. No, I don't think anyone would say that they're okay with what Kareem hunt did, what he was accused of doing and what he most likely actually did. No one's going to sit there and say, Oh yeah, he was in the right. It's okay. It's fine. He's he's a good Cleveland boy. He's a Toledo boy. We still accept. No, everyone thought he was wrong in that moment, too. There was a reason he was out of the NFL. It's as simple as that. But he served his time. He did what he was supposed to do. He also, much to the difference of uh, Deshaun Watson, Kareem Hunt confessed to himself and to his team. He admitted it. He apologized for it. You didn't get that from Deshaun Watson. We haven't. We, any, we haven't still. Still haven't. Deshaun Watson is still going around convincing, trying to convince everyone that he's innocent. You still haven't. At the very least, an apology for putting these people through that. An apology for it. If he is truly innocent, this is all just 22 horrific cases of misunderstanding. Which I'm sorry, that's BS. That that part's just BS. But let's say it is. Let's just say that it is. Apologize for putting them through it. Apologize for the misunderstanding. Apologize for how wrong you feel that these women, these 
allegations that they brought before you, they felt they even needed to bring them forward because you messed with them that significantly, that you hurt them that significantly, fictitious or otherwise. I personally think it's real. I believe the the victims. I believe the accusers in this one because it's kind of the same situation as other cases with serial predators like this. Too many of the things line up. Too many of the behaviors line up in a similar fashion. Each and every time. 22 people cannot successfully be coached on that all at once. They just can't. That's coming from an actual behavior that they've learned, that they've seen. So with with all that being said, you still haven't gotten an apology from Deshaun Watson. I may feel a little bit better if his introductory press conference is nothing but him pleading for the, the forgiveness of those that he has hurt, that he has brought pain to, intentional or otherwise. Because right now, Right, right now, the message that everyone's getting is, hey, you can sexually assault or sexually harass 22 massage therapists and you're going to get a raise and get everything that you want out of it as long as you can throw a football better than whoever the Cleveland Browns currently have on their roster. And that sickens me. That, that makes me want to spit. Yeah, there's, I mean, there, there's no other, there's no other way to say it. I think we've, I think we've both uh, made our our thoughts known on the situation. I mean, we we precursed it last week by saying we were at that point we were saying thank God the Browns didn't get him, and obviously now everything has changed, and now he is going to be on the Browns. And I, I think we've I think we've talked about that as much as we can. But I think the yeah. other I think the other aspect uh, before you say whatever else you're going to say, people also think. That depending on the way we've reacted, it's because of Baker, and it's in part because of Baker. It's not that it's not that I think Baker is the most amazing quarterback ever. I think he was a he was and is still a pretty good quarterback when he is healthy. But it's just the point of everything else surrounding Deshaun Watson because we both acknowledge as a as a football player. He is better than what we, anything we've seen from Baker. We we both acknowledge that, but it's everything else that you have to wrap into that. That's where that's where we are drawing our metaphorical line in the sand. Well, you know, there's an old saying that you don't marry a person, you marry a family, because um, you you get in laws, you get like brother in laws, you get mother in law, father in law, and, and you get all their baggage, good, bad, or indifferent when that happens. Same thing with a football team. Same thing with organized sports. You, you don't just sign a player. You sign a player and everything that goes with it. So that's where the line is for Deshaun Watson. I'll, I'll say this much for Baker Mayfield. I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan. He completely turned me around on him. I thought back when they drafted him that it should have been Josh Allen at one and Saquon Barkley at four. Instead, it was Baker Mayfield and Denzel Ward and then Nick Chubb at the top of the second round. Never been more wrong about a draft in my life, in my opinion. I was like, wow, I really missed this, this guy's. He may not be something special like a once in a generation player, but he's exactly the type of quarterback Cleveland needs. This is a perfect fit for team, personality, and city. 
So uh, part of it is Baker Mayfield. But you know what? I was called as this, like you were just talking about. If, if you were to say the Cleveland Browns announced today they traded with the Seattle Seahawks for Russell Wilson and gave up Baker Mayfield as part of that trade, I'm going to be upset because I'll be like, oh, man, I've re- Russell Wilson, he's getting kind of old. But it wouldn't be, I can't root for this team anymore. Right. It would be, okay, go Russell Wilson. If they announced that they were trading for Derek Carr, I'm like, okay, I think that's a lateral move. But I'm still going to root for the team because Derek Carr is a pretty upstanding person. I mean, hell, just to call it as a – had they traded for running back Lamar Jackson, I would sit there and say, what in God's name are we doing? We have two good running backs already in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And Dearness Johnson's not that bad either. I'm kidding on behalf of Lamar Jackson. But point being, they could have traded for any other top-tier quarterback in this league and I would have felt okay about it. It's because of everything that goes with Deshaun Watson. You don't just marry a person, you marry the whole family. That's the problem that I have with Watson. I'm with you hundred percent on that one. And again, for my fandom, I'm going to root for the players on the team. I'll, I'll even to some extent still root for the Browns, but if they make a run of any capacity, and I feel terrible saying this, and I'm just going to be candid, God willing, it's Jacoby Brissett and not Deshaun Watson that's making the team have a run. Make it a little bit more palatable for me. So now let's switch gears. We've talked about uh, the fact that, and we've talked about before, the fact that you are, as I call you a sports fan, I call you a Mormon. It's it's in my phone as Matt the Mormon Cotman. I've I've quite enjoyed that. But you do get, a, I guess, a, a little victory lap, if you will, at least in this instance, because you have a team to fall back on now that you don't want to and can't root for the Browns. I, myself, do not have such a team to fall back on. And so now we are in this uh, weird... We, I guess NFL purgatory, NFL free agent fan, whatever, whatever the way you want to want to want to word it. I, I don't have a football team. If you were to ask me who my favorite team is, I would say as I would I would go with one of your uh, one of your favorite go to lines and I reply hazy. Ask again later. I, I, I think that's what I would go if you were to ask me at this very moment w- what my favorite NFL team is, because I, I I don't know. First off. Was that an impression of me doing the reply hazy ask again later? Slightly, yeah. <laughs> not bad. Not as nas- <laughs> not as nasally as it should be, but I respect it all the same. <laughs> but not bad. Um, number two, yes. Suddenly, I don't look like a crazy idiot anymore <laughs> because I had a backup team. I don't. I don't have to sit in the dark and confusion of, oh man, who should I root for now? I just got to sit there and go, well. Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, Denzel Ward, JOK, all these guys that I enjoy watching play. I'm going to enjoy watching you play, but all hail Papa Brady and my Buccaneers. Congratulations. You're in the number one spot now. Happy to have you aboard. It did. All it took was me changing one little profile thing on Madden football. Like it took two minutes for me to get my fandom taken care of. It was really easy. So I'm here for you, Lance. I, I'm, I'm here for you right now because you never heeded my advice of you're a Browns fan. You have to have a backup team out of principle. 
You never heeded that. So I'm here for you. How can I help you in your endeavor to find a new team? I feel strongly, in fact, that we need to find you a new team on this podcast today. Like, I, I feel it needs that level of devotion and effort at this stage. So there's, so there's a handful of things that uh, I'm, I myself have done. Uh, I haven't uh, completed everything yet, but I did go, I did went and I tagged all the teams I could on Twitter on Friday. I said, Hey, looking for a new team. Uh, just uh, if any of you want to, uh, if any of you want to want me as your fan, you know, just go ahead and let me know. Didn't get any feedback from that, at least as of yet. Theoretically, well, you're not going to. theoretically it's still possible, but in all likelihood, probably not. But what I have done, and I started this on Sunday, and I have not finished it yet. What I was doing was I was going to every NFL team's just direct website, looking under the contact page, and I was seeing if there was like a direct message here or email to this person for this thing or whatever. So I went and did that for about half of the NFL teams. I did it for, I think, let me, let me check my notes tab. I did it for every AFC team that's not in the AFC North except the Patriots and the Chargers and the Titans because I could not find a good uh, entry point. I have not sent anything to any NFC team yet. But I had, I did send a little email saying, hey, um, so I'm looking for an NFL team because I can't root for the Browns anymore. I don't know really what my end game is here, but I figured, what the hell? I've done that at this point. I have heard back from one NFL team. Oh, my God, who? At this point, I have heard back from the Jacksonville Jags. They would be the first team back, <laughs> Like, oh my God, a fan? Really? <laughs> so I that's that's what I've done at this point. So like I said, I haven't uh haven't sent any messages to any any NFC teams, but I've sent it to what I could from the AFC. That's where we are at this point. I have I kind of had in my head the teams I was thinking of at the moment. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are at the top of that list, clearly. <laughs> Well, that was, I literally got that message within, I don't know, probably the last like 20 minutes or so. So I didn't, I, I almost feel like you should read that on air. <laughs> oh, I mean, I can. I, I, I'm curious. I want to hear this. Actually, even better. Um, So this is, this is what I got from the Jags. I said, uh, this, I, they got a, it, it said, thank you for your message. We love growing our fan base and we're more than happy to send you a complimentary fan pack to show you what the Jacksonville Jaguars are about. Can you provide us with the appropriate mailing address? We look forward to hearing back from you. Have a great day and go Jags. They're going to send you swag? Apparently, yeah. Um, you so know, I'm going to send a copy of this tape to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization. I've been a fan since 1994. <laughs> they have never sent me swag. <laughs> so I actually, even uh, as, as I uh, went to check my email again, I heard from another team. Who is it? The Chiefs. Okay, my friend, you're treading dangerous waters. Here. <laughs> and there you are treading dangerous waters, but you know what? We have to be fair and impartial. <laughs> what do the Chiefs have to say? Let's see. So let's see. There, theirs is a longer message. 
It said, thank you for your message and your interest in the Chiefs. We are a proud organization that is a charter, original charter member of the American Football League. We they have a rich show. tradition with a great faithful fan base. We call it GEA Field at Arrowhead Stadium home, and it is one of the most feared and historically a very difficult place to play for visiting opponents. Currently, Arrowhead is the Guinness World Record holder for being the loudest stadium in the world. The team has been to three Super Bowls, winning Super Bowl IV, which is, I think, is that three? Um, Wait, three no, no, no. Hold up, hold up, hold up. It's four. We're, it's four. Okay. I was saying, we're going we're gonna to have to address this. <laughs> Roman numerals, IV. I is one, V is five. You know, so if the I is before the V. We, we, sh- it's we should four. be getting past Roman numerals for our, our Super Bowls, but that's that's a whole other conversation. Oh, well, we, we will fight about that in our next episode, sir. I, I refuse to give up my Roman numeral, but continue. <laughs> and continue. winning and winning Super Bowl LIV at the end of the 2019, so 53 or whatever it was. Uh, the Chiefs have also been very competitive and are looking very promising under the leaders and direction of the coaching staff and management. We would love for you to join and be a part of the Chiefs Kingdom fan base. And thank you again for reaching out. Okay. So that's what I've okay. got so far for, uh, from emailing uh, most of the teams in the AFC. See, here, here's my problem that I'm having with Kansas City right now. They also have a, a they also kind of have a black mark against them too. Well, they, they have a bit of a black mark against them. I mean, that they have they have their own issues. You can talk about Tyree Kill or Tyree Matthew, even though Matthew's not on the team anymore. And obviously there's other issues, you know, somewhat with the name. It's It gets thrown into the mix with some of the other, you know, Na- Native American team names and mascot names that are out there. And I don't necessarily disagree with that. Chad Henney beat the Browns, though. <laughs> Yes, yes, he did. So even though we have both renounced our diehard Cleveland Browns fan status, that's still a fresh hurt for me. <laughs> so like until Chad Henney retires, I don't think I could bring myself to join you as a member of the Chiefs <laughs> Nation and Chiefs Kingdom on that one. So for for sake of argument, I, I am I'm going to say as your agent in fandom. We might want to put them on the back burner, save them as an emergency <laughs> option. Yeah, I didn't so, uh, like like I even emailed the teams like I don't know really what the end game is. It's not like it's not <laughs> like I'm really going to have it's not like, oh, the Jags messaged me first. So I'm now a Jags fan. It's like it's not it's not quite going to be that cut and dry. I don't know. By the same token, the Jags did well, do want to send you some swag. That's so. true. That is true. <laughs> OK, so here's what I'm curious about. You said you have a couple teams in mind. I'm curious who are some of these teams that in your mind you started kicking around already as a potential fandom. So for me, the first the first one that really came to mind was the Bills. Not a bad pick. Just because they're like, not that they're obviously, they're not super duper local, but they are, you know, an East Coast team. They're... They have a pretty big history as well. Obviously, they've been to a zillion. They went to what four in a row Super Bowls and didn't win any of them. So I mean, they they have they have so tragic. Have it's they do have at least some history, at least playing in Super Bowls. Not every team's gonna have the most amazing Super Bowl history, but that was that was kind of the first one that came to mind as another team to root for because I've already I've already essentially made the decision. I can't root for. 
the Bengals or another AFC North team. I just can't bring myself That's for to the do best. That. Now, look, this is important to understand, and this is something everyone out there, as you're kind of figuring and addressing your fandoms, it is okay to root for players. Like, I'm not going to root for the Browns as a whole, but I love Nick Chubb. I'm going to root for Nick Chubb. I'm going to root for Miles Garrett. I'm going to root for Wyatt Teller. I don't like the Bengals, but I'm going to root for Joe Burrow. I'm going to root for some of the players on that defensive side. I'm going to root for T Higgins. So it's okay to like players, right? But we're talking team loyalty here right now. Correct. That's the important part that we're addressing for Lance and for other fans out there. So if you have particular players you like, that's okay. That one is okay. We're talking about teams as a whole. So Buffalo, I like Buffalo. You know what? They're one of those blue collar type of gutted out and win type of teams. They got a lot of talented players, very talented roster. Good chances of being a Super Bowl contender for the next couple of years. And frankly, everyone in Cleveland kind of views them as Cleveland light. You know what I mean? It's like same great taste, zero calories. So Buffalo is a good pick. I like that one. Who else you got on your list? That was who I had. Number one, number two, I had the LA chargers. God, because, you're really picking some good ones here. Because I mean, a, I mean, there we, we talk about fandom when you essentially boil it down is you're rooting for like laundry. They have the best laundry. I think of all the teams, their colors. Whoa, are the best. whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, Tampa Bay has the best jerseys That's in the NFL. Not true. The Tampa Bay jerseys are crisp. They're clean. LA, they're fire. The LA powder blue is you're not you're, you can't top it. You, you didn't let me finish. <laughs> they're crisp. They're clean. They're fire. But to compare any jersey to the powder blues of the LA Chargers is offensive and not fair. That's like being in the Oscars and you're going against Daniel Day-Lewis. You're just going to lose. Mean, Daniel Day-Lewis overrated. Can we agree? I mean, we can't agree on that one, but it's, you know, he only does one movie every five years and he wins the Oscar every time. Point being, the LA Chargers powder blues are the Daniel Day-Lewis of uniforms. You put them in the discussion, everything else is second place to those powder blues. So fair point. Very fair point there. Uh, number three is actually the Miami Dolphins. Let me tell you about the Miami Dolphins. The greatest football team. They they are the greatest football team in the history of the NFL. They are the only undefeated team in history. And I, I can tell you this. Miami is one of the teams I do support and root for because they are my dad's favorite team, like by a wide margin in terms of his backup teams and who he likes to root for and stuff. He, He's always been a Browns fan, but knowing him, and I don't think he'd admit, I think he's more of a Dolphins fan than he is a Browns fan, personally. <laughs> I don't think he'd admit to it publicly, but it's just, nowadays, I think he would admit to it finally. The Dolphins, they're a good team. They're fun to watch. There's a lot of good stuff going on there. The, the Mike McDaniel hire is a good one. I still disagree with him getting rid of Brian Flores to begin with, but they did replace him with a good pick in Mike McDaniels. So, yeah, Miami Dolphins, that's a good one. I'm noticing the trend, though, with you. You're going jerseys more than anything else I'm thinking here. 
Because Buffalo's not, got not a pretty really. crisp jersey as well. I mean, the LA Charger is the only jersey I really like think about when I at least think of these teams. You, you, you mean to tell me you, you weren't sitting there going, you know what? The, those uh those throwback Miami Dolphins jerseys are pretty pretty dope as well. You're not sitting they, there doing they, that? I can honestly say they did not enter the equation. Well, maybe do some research on those jerseys. They should <laughs> enter the equation. Those are some top-notch retro jerseys. So that's that's where I would go number three. It's also because, you know, as you know, I listen to a lot of Dan Lebitard, and they are based of on Of course you do. So. Of course you do. Somehow Dan Lebitard got into this God blessed <laughs> podcast again. At some point, we need to have him on. That would that would be awesome. At some point, we need to have him on just so you can geek out for an hour, and I can just roll my eyes for the whole time. Uh, number four, number four, I went with the Colts. Not bad because they are the then next closest team. They are. They win the proximity um, game. I mean, the Lions are close too, but. You don't want to root I, for the Lions. I, well, it's not even that I don't want to root for the Lions. I already root for the Tigers and kind of the Red Wings. So, like, it's not like I don't have any roots in Detroit. So, I yeah, that's – so I just – I went, I, I, I go Colts. You know, they're the next closest proximity-wise. I do like Indianapolis as a city, too. Of the couple, it is a good city. The, the handful of times I've been there, I have had fun. So that's uh, that's where that's where the Colts come in at number four. And plus you get Jonathan Taylor in the mix on that one too. That is very true as well. And, and he's a fun running back to watch. So, and then uh, number five is kind of the one wild card. And I went with the Vegas Raiders. Oh, boo. What do you mean? Oh, boo. Oh, boo. No, we could do better than that. That's why they're five. That's why they're not one or two. Yeah, but you can do better than that. Come on. Come on. The what? Okay, you know what? I'll bite. Why the Las Vegas Raiders? Why do they crack your top five? Um, basically because they have all the pieces, kind of, sorta, of a really good team. And granted, it's just right now, so maybe not forever. But okay. I mean, we've talked about you know maybe Derek Carr's not the greatest quarterback ever, but he's at least above average. They just traded for Devonte Adams. You got Darren Waller. I mean, they've 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 got an offense that, at the very least, is going to put up some points. Okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. Well, out of those top five, I feel out of principle you should throw the Jaguars in there. <laughs> like I'd make them like five B, just because they sound so excited to get you as a fan. <laughs> Like I, I'm pretty confident that that person in their like outreach marketing and outreach department, it might be like the first email they've ever gotten saying, I want to, I'm looking for a new team to root for. What can you tell me about Jacksonville? So like, I'm, I'm pretty sure you were talked about at that person's dinner table that night <laughs> being like, and then, and then this, this fan, this glorious fan emailed us saying they want to be Jaguars fans. Well, first off, it's Jaguar. Well, see, you already are correcting me. You're already <laughs> a much better fan. Well, I mean, that's any opportunity I have to find you. I mean, well, that's that's fair. I don't care. 
Okay. Well, that, that, that's a fair list. I still feel Jacksonville should be on that. Based on what you're telling me, I feel very strongly as your fandom agent that your team should be the LA Chargers. And why is that? Because the LA Chargers are going to be good. They're going to be competitive for a while. They got a good quarterback in Justin Herbert. They got a great defense. They just traded for Khalil Mack. Their coaching staff is young. Plus, there's also not that many Chargers fans even in L.A. at this point. So you got a pretty quick ascension towards the top of the list of all-time great Chargers fans <laughs> already ahead of you. So I'd say, I'd, I'd say they'd be the first pick because you also hit on a very important thing. As fans, we're rooting for laundry. And come on, you mean to tell me you don't want a powder blue? I mean, powder blue is one of, if not my favorite colors in general. So, so. I, you, you mean to tell me you wouldn't be happy buying a powder blue Justin Herbert jersey or Mike Williams jersey or Derwin James or Khalil Mack or Joey Bosa? And that's the other part. They do you, get to throw some, you get to throw some Ohio State love in there with, with L.A. That's very true. That, that that's a that's a nice little bonus there however with buffalo you get to throw some hometown love in there with micah hyde right so I, i'd say your top two between buffalo and la personally i'd pick both of them because i think as a fan free agent you have the right to enjoy more than one team. <laughs> should i just say i'm rooting for like three teams why not why not? Because then when one of those teams does something stupid, you could say, well, I have this team to fall back on. But I've <laughs> I've been on record and we've had several arguments that you can only pick one team. And this is why there's growth and evolution in the world, Lance. It, it's unfortunately evolution and growth has to come through hardship and pain. I was old enough to remember the Browns moving. In 95, I was, I'm old enough to remember that, to have vivid memories of that happening, to have memories of no football in Cleveland. So I I remember that I I have very stark, vivid memories of that. It is, is the Deshaun Watson signing on par with the Browns physically leaving the city of Cleveland? No, it's not. But, but but for this generation, that might be the jarring moment that makes you realize, you know what? Maybe I should have more than one team. Because admit, Astros out there, there's players on the Dolphins you like, right? I mean, yeah. Not, like, not, the, not, like, not, not any that are like, oh my gosh, I love them, but... Well, no, but there, there's enough on there that you wouldn't feel bad rooting for the Dolphins right. for a game or two, right? If Indianapolis is having a good game or if Jonathan Taylor is having a good game, you wouldn't mind rooting for them. I mean, if Trevor Lawrence turns things around in Jacksonville, you, you'd enjoy watching that. So why not just embrace the multitude? Because the, the thing that you've never gotten about me on this one, this is why I'm happy to help you through this. It's not that there's teams, multiple teams that I actively root for. 
I'm very specific about who I root against. Right. That's the difference. So I will always root against Pittsburgh and Baltimore. I'm always going to root against the LA Rams. There's a small part of me that's always going to root against the Philadelphia Eagles. That opens up the rest of the league to me to be able to find things that I can enjoy and root for, except New England. <laughs> except New England. Because you and I are both on record. Bleep Mac Jones. Uh, I also, uh, when I was including my uh, like draft for teams to, to reach out to, I also did not include Washington. That's fair. That's fair. They, they, they've they've turned I, things I, around. I have to send out my NFC ones today now, just kind of I think for 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 fairness, because I haven't given any of those teams a shake yet. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. The the commanders have turned things around. But they're that just sounds better. But that they, sounds better. But they're they they still have the same owner. Yeah, I mean it's still Dan Snyder, but that won't be for long. <laughs> that doesn't seem like that'll be for too much longer. But I agree, maybe not the commanders, but that, that's the point, man. I mean, like Tampa Bay is my number one team. The Buccaneers are my number one team. But I can also enjoy rooting for the Minnesota Vikings if they make the playoffs. I can root for the Saints. I can root for the Cardinals. I can find things to like about each team. So as you're going through this journey, and I'll be happy to be here with you every step <laughs> of the way, it's important to understand it is okay to like more than one team because these teams do not operate the way you want them to. They will break your heart at some point. They will make you pull your hair out at some point, which is why it's very important to have something else to root for. So for me, all the years the Browns suck, it's like, okay, week four, they're mathematically eliminated. All right, time to root for other teams or figure out who I'm going to like in the playoffs this year. So it's, it's going to be okay. I know you're on record saying that you can only have one team, but this is a moment of evolution of growth for you. And I feel strongly that as you go through this, you will realize it's okay to like all five of those teams <laughs> and to enjoy football again, because you just get to like the teams. Like for prime example, I'll use Minnesota. They're, they're one of my higher up the list like teams that I'll like just kind of sit there and watch if they're on TV. I love Justin Jefferson. I love Dalvin cook. I think they're great players. I love watching them play back in the day. I was a huge Randy Moss and Chris Carter fan. I loved John Randall guy was a blast to watch play. If there was a day where it was like Cleveland versus Minnesota or Tampa versus Minnesota, if you were to ask me, who do I want to win? I'd be like, nobody. I'd like this game to go into triple overtime. So it doesn't have to end. That sounds great. Like I get to be happy no matter what. I get to go to a game and be satisfied with the outcome regardless of how it shakes out. That's the beauty of it. It's no longer crushing your soul because you only have one team. You can embrace the totality of it, my friend. That's what I'm hoping for you in this fandom free agent journey of yours. Having said that, you definitely should go with the top three teams. <laughs> Buffalo, LA, and Miami. I think you get the most kick out of those three. Maybe use Indianapolis as an alternate team, especially if they're having a good year and Miami's having a crap year. That's the one that I'd swap in and out. And show some love to Jacksonville. 
bless their hearts, you're maybe the first person I've ever emailed the team about becoming a fan. With that, we will transition. It's our first draft. It's our first off-season draft. And- first season two draft, baby. And we w- wanted to uh, we wanted to go near and dear to our hearts for our first one, and we will go and we will make our all time broadcast booths. We will be doing the NFL, NCAA football, NBA basketball, NCAA basketball, along with Major League Baseball. So we've got lots of guys. The only rule is you can't have. The same play-by-play for multiple sports. You got to pick it for just that specific sport. That's fair. Every, also, side every, note: everything else we... is uh, is no holds barred. Okay, so where do we put Michael Hearn? <laughs> um, well, if you want right. to put him in a specific sport, you can. I like. Can, can we just say universally, Michael Hearn would be our first pick? <laughs> I mean, we could. I mean, I'm sure he would love hearing that. Yeah, I'm sure he would. But you know what? All his teams beat our teams this year, so <laughs> no, never mind. He also has yet to invite me onto his podcast. <laughs> Not that you're salty by any stretch of the imagination. Not at all. <laughs> Didn't cost me a massive pay cut or, or pay jump or anything <laughs> by his teams beating ours. No, didn't do that. <laughs> so because because I am nice, because I am such a nice person, I will give you the first pick. Oh, wow. Okay. That is a very, uh, so are we going football first? What, what Just, sports do you want to go? Go, go whatever you want to go. That's the way, okay. that's the way I'm approaching it. You can, you can bounce back and forth. You can go right down the line, whatever, whatever, whatever floats your boat to get the broadcast booths you want. Only other question I have, is it a two man or three man booth? If you really want to make it three, you can. I'm just, I'm just thinking because like most of those, most of the primetime booths are three man booths. I I imagined it with mostly two man, but if you want to make it three for depending I, on I, the team, I you can, can roll. I can roll two man. I can do that. That's okay. easy. Well, then no brainer. I'm gonna start with NFL. So hit me with the music. With the very first pick, I gotta go with the goat, John Madden. I don't even need to think a, twice I, about that. I had one. a feeling you would do such a thing. It's, it's John Madden. I mean, he is the reason we do these broadcasts the way we do them nowadays. He kind of changed the whole industry. So, yeah, John Madden, my first pick, putting him in the football booth. So, let's. So, there's a lot of ways I could go about this because I already, I mean, you already have your color guy for the NFL taken. But so for me, I will go with another guy who can very easily be called the GOAT for NFL play-by-play. I will go Al Michaels. That's a solid pick. Well done. I tried. Well, little, little side note. I feel like as we're doing this draft, it's going to become abundantly clear between the two of us who's the color commentator and who's the play-by-play guy. <laughs> so like, there, there's a very there, there's a very big part of me that wants to lock in all my color commentators <laughs> first. I mean, you can feel free to do so. 
I can, but I, I, I don't necessarily want to go that route. I, like I want, well, actually, no, I, I got to, I got to take care of this. I'm going to finish off my NFL boots. So go ahead and hit me with the music. As much as I would like to keep the combo together of Madden and Summerall, I am going to go with the modern goat, in my opinion, by a wide margin. You and I both love him. You and I both absolutely love We We make points of listening to his broadcasts. My play-by-play guy is going to be Gus Johnson for the NFL. I mean, I'm not going to say that's a bad pick. Gus Johnson and John Matt. Gus Johnson Gus John- did play-by-play of two Gus- separate games. But Gus Johnson's not going to be able to get an or an edgewise. Oh, no. J- Gus, jo- Gus Johnson did the play-by-play for two games at the same time. John Matt will be in the corner drawing on his sketch-a-doodle thing, thinking about turducken <laughs> during the game. And Gus Johnson will be able to talk. I, I th- Personally, I think it's a combo made in heaven. It's It's perfect. That would be perfect broadcast tandem for me. Now, honestly, it's what I think of you and I as a broadcast tandem, Lance. You are you are Gus Johnson, and I am John Madden. Okay, well that's that's one of the nicest things you've ever said to me. Well, you know what? I feel like being generous today. I am your agent, after all, on your journey to finding a new team. So, so be- I gotta start hyping you up. So because of you taking Gus now, I'm going to have to counter. I'm going to counter with for my NCAA basketball play-by-play because you just took Gus from me because that's where I was that's where I envisioned Gus for me. Because of that, I will take Jim Nance. Oh, you RFB. <laughs> <laughs> what you already got him for you already got him, you already got Gus for the NFL. Yeah, but I want Jim Nance for college football, man. <laughs> But Jim Nance doesn't do college football right now. Who cares? It's Jim Nance. (laughs) That's why I stole. You took who I wanted for basketball, so I had to go next best available. I'd have him broadcast the weather. God. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Okay. Who? Okay. (laughs) I got to think. That really took away one of my top picks. Um... You know what? Okay. I'm going to go NBA basketball here. I'm going to go with color commentator because of course, and I am going to go Bill Walton as my color commentator. I had a feeling you would do something like that. So, you know what? It's, I, I like Bill Walton. He's my top pick. But if he would have ever done something besides sideline, Craig Sager would have absolutely been the pick there. I mean, you can, you can do Craig Taylor, Craig, uh, you can do him for sideline. Craig Taylor. I'm I'm sorry. What? Okay. You got me, you got me all confused because I wasn't expecting a Craig Sager reference. How do you not prepare for a Craig Sager reference? Craig Sager. Craig Sager, I mean, rest in peace. My God, what a great talent he was. The man was a lunatic with his clothes. He was an unhinged lunatic. But I loved him. 
because of that, I'm going to counter and I'm just going to take Craig Saker from my sideline before you can. You evil human <laughs> being. You evil, evil human being. I mean, God. you you can you can say what you want. I mean, you just uh, you just did allude to it, but uh, I actually that was my inspiration when I had to start dressing up for games in college was Craig Sager. I didn't go quite as outlandish, but I I got those bright colors in when I could. Still, I still know where to begin. <laughs> still know where to begin. I mean, it's. I can't, I can't stress nearly enough how hurt I am right now. <laughs> you, you could have taken him, but you chose Walton. I didn't think it. Hold on. This is important. I did not think for a minute, sir, that we were adding sideline reports. That's what I was saying. Well, oh, no, we I've, I've, got, I've got sideline people down for, I mean, technically everything. They're not as important in baseball as the other sports, but. I specifically asked you if it was two or three man booths. Yeah, I was thinking like two color people, not a color and sideline. Oh my god! I don't even. I, mm, <laughs> no, we're okay. We're fine. <laughs> we're fine. This is okay. This is okay. I need. I need to hype you up. I need to give you your moments. You, you're you're struggling in life right now, trying to develop, trying to find a new team for yourself. I I, I need to, I need to help you along the so. It's okay. That's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. You took my guy. It's great. It's great. Okay. Hit me with the music. Because evidently I need to, you know, defend myself now <laughs> for sideline reports. I'm going to throw a little bit of curveball in here for a sideline reporter. I'm going to go NBA. And it's might be a bit of a miss because you could probably use her for a few different ones. I'm actually going to say Lisa Salters for NBA. Yeah. You're, I mean, no arguments, uh, no arguments for me there. Like honestly could kind of use her in a few different sports, but I, I think NBA is really where she's at her, her top of her game. Since we are apparently on the uh, sideline uh, crew uh, kick right now of the draft for sideline for the NFL, I don't think there's a more synonymous one than Aaron Andrews. I will go Aaron Andrews. Clean choice. Very clean, solid choice there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say that you picked a good one on that. So not too bad. I'm going to finish my first or my, my NBA one here going to close it out. My play-by-play guy, the man calling the shots, calling it as we go. I'm going Mike Breen. That's that. Well, actually, let me rephrase. Let me change this up a little bit. Can we do local broadcasters too? If you want. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Then it's Joe Tate. I'm taking Joe Tate. That's discussion over Joe Tate with Bill Walton and Lisa Salters. I could have them read the phone book to me. That would be a great broadcast. Because of that. 
I would just go right ahead and take Mike Green for myself than for the NBA. That's fine. I'm I'm very happy with my choice. I, I stand by it. Totally stand by it. I mean, Mike Breen, he's he's synonymous with the NBA with doing the finals for as long as he has. I mean, just e- easy, easy decision. I would agree. Again, Mike, if we're only going national, Mike Breen would absolutely be my pick. But since we can do local as well, the, the Joe, Joe Tate is the voice of basketball in my head. He just is They're like e- even over a national broadcaster. So I'm, I'm comfortable with that. OK, so it's my pick again, right? Yes. So I got Gus Johnson, John Madden for football. Correct. And I could have a sideline for football as well. Correct. And I have Joe Tate, Bill Walton, and then Lisa Salters for basketball. Yes. So I don't have any for college football yet. Correct. Okay. Well, then I'm going to get ahead of this. Go ahead and hit me with the music. I am going to agree with the all-time greats list that was put together courtesy of bleacherreport.com. With this pick, I will take as play-by-play guy for college football, Mr. Keith Jackson, the legend. I I obviously was alive a little for Keith Jackson. I remember, I obviously remember more the tail end of his career. Uh, I think, what was it? The, was the Rose Bowl in like 05 might've been one of his last games. Yep. So that's, that's, that's what, that's what, uh, that's what's in my head from uh, remembering Keith Jackson. I mean, look, it's for college football. Like I, I kind of have a feeling I know where you're going to go with this one. Cause it's Keith Jackson. And then Brent Musburger kind of replaced him. And that was like the end of the list for college football broadcasters in terms of the play-by-play guys. So, I mean, it's, it, it, it's a narrow list for college football. Very, very narrow list. So for, for first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to close out my NFL booth. And I will go with uh, with the new guy. I'll go Tony Romo. You would. I would. I mean, he's only been on the job for a handful of years, and he's he has proven to be awesome. He's done so good. <laughs> he really has. He really has done good. I mean, there, there's a reason we talk about people getting Tony Romo. It's when he calls the play out before it even happens. And he does it a lot. Yeah. Which is why, which is why I always enjoy when, you know, I get my credit on those moments when I completely Tony Romo a broadcast at different times. That always, always warms my soul, makes me feel good. Just throwing that out there, Lance. Are you, are you ready for your next pick? I was I was waiting for validation that I do Tony Romo at sometimes, but yes, I guess I could go with my next pick. <laughs> oh Lordy! Well, for my next pick, in ter- I'm going to stick with college football to try and close this out. I am actually going to go Kirk Herbstreit. So I'm going to go Keith Jackson, Kirk Herbstreit as my booth. So that that is 
that's where I'm going with that one. Now I need to figure out who's going to be in my color for college football. Yeah, hurts, doesn't it? Hurts. It's painful when someone takes your guy. Like Craig Sager. I'd offer you a trade of Kirk Herbstreit for Craig Sager, but I don't want to. Oh, God. I really wanted Craig Sager. I'm sad. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, for my next pick. I'm going to be proactive, a.k.a. make sure you don't take them. For my NCAA football, I will actually go sideline first, and I will go Maria Taylor. I don't like you right now. (laughs) Really don't like you right now. God, I need to go hunting for a sideline reporter for college football. Man. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. You know, while we've been talking about this, a little side note for the college football stuff. Have you taken your play-by-play guy yet? I have not yet, no. Also forgot to mention Brad Nessler. He does a good job as well. He does. He, he's pretty solid also. God, now I need to find a new sideline report. <laughs> really don't know what to think about you right now. <sighs> oh, okay, hold on. Actually making me research this. <laughs> Hey, I got to figure out who I'm putting in color for uh, for my NCAA booth. So I still have to f- do play by play as well, but that's uh, that's a little easier. Let's see. Oh, thank God. Okay, never mind. We got an easy one here. I'm ready. Hit me. Closing out my college football draft. I will be taking Tom Rinaldi as my sideline reporter. Solid pick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, th- when I pulled up the list, it was either going to be him, Tracy Wolfson or Samantha Steele, but it's t- Tom Rinaldi. He's just, he's a classic. He's just an absolute classic. For my next pick. I'm going to close out my NCAA basketball uh, team because I don't think really we need a color per er, I don't think we need a sideline for the NCAA tournament. I'd agree. For me, for color, for NCAA basketball, I'm going the one and only. I'm going Dickie V. It's absolutely awesome, baby. Was that you just now? Yeah, it was. That's actually not that bad. (laughs) Like, I usually want to give you a hard time about your impersonations. Objectively, that actually wasn't that bad. (laughs) Thank you. I I have to give credit where credit's due. That objectively was not that bad. Great pick. Dick Vital, a classic on that one. So I, I I'm with you on that. I don't think I picked any for NCAA basketball yet. Have I, you have not yet. No. Okay. So I've, I've closed out football. 
You still need a sideline for the NFL. You still need a sideline for the NFL? Okay. Well, you know, for the time being, I'm going to cheat a little bit here. Hit me. For college basketball, I am going to choose Brad Nessler as my play-by-play guy. Yeah, no, 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 no objections here. The only, I just, I loved Vern so much. He's not Vern to me. So I think just because of that, I have a little bias against Nestler, but he, I mean, it's, he's, he's not bad by any stretch. Oh yeah, no, he, he's, well, yeah, there's, there are not too many Vern Ludquists out there. Okay. Let's just call it as it is. It's there. There are not a whole lot of them out there, so I I will agree with you on that. But no, Nessler's done a very good job, so I'm um, I'm happy with that pick. So I it's now my, me again. It is back to you. I will go. I'll go back to NCAA. I'll go play for my play by play as much as I. Just talked about how much I love Vern. I will go another route. I will go uh, more modern. I will go with the guy you hear synonymously across many different sports. I will go for NCAA football. I will go Mike Tirico. Good pick. I like that one. That's that's a good pick. I, I was thinking Tirico at some point. I I was thinking about Tariko. He he had been on my list a couple times, but I didn't necessarily know where to put him. So (laughs) that was, it's like, I I I mean, that's the thing he's done. He's done everything. He's done the finals. He's done obviously college football. He's done Sunday night and Monday night football. I mean, he's done a little of everything already. I mean, he has that. That's the catch. It's like, where do you put him? I don't know. So that's kind of why I was torn on that one. So good pick, solid pick. Um, oh, let's see here. So I got to tell you though, I'm looking at this list. There, There's a name that I forgot. And there, there's a small part of me that might want to change things up for either my college football or NFL for play by play. So yeah, I'm actually going to do that. Can, can I rescind my Gus Johnson? I mean, you can. Like, well, I'm going to ask you, who would you rather have? Gus Johnson or Kevin Harlan working with John Madden for a football game. I think Harlan would actually fit better with Madden personally. See, I'm kind of feeling that way too. That also opens it up then for me for Gus Johnson to be my play-by-play for NCAA. Yeah. You want to, you want to move him and, and forget Nestler? No, I'm going to move Nestler to color. You're just going to move Nestler to color. It's not going to drop necessary <laughs> out of your mind. <laughs> Does be one of those great broadcasts where there's two play-by-play guys. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> it's my, it's my all-time draft dang nabbit. I'm taking Gus Johnson as my NCAA basketball and Brad Nestler as my color commentator. Okay, I so no idea how that would work, but I, I feel like so it would just work. Here's uh here's my next one. He is uh certainly overqualified for this position. 
but it's a position that nonetheless works for color for me for NCAA since you haven't taken him for anything else I'll just take Chris Collinsworth well the thing about Chris Collins <laughs> he's a guy he's a guy who talks into a microphone <laughs> It's it's, 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 it's either him or Aikman, and I and I like Collinsworth a little more than Aikman. You know what? Here's here's the thing to keep going with our one liners that we have. Uh, (laughs) As much as Collinsworth gets under people's skin, he is an incredible color commentator. Yeah, like I mean, he he irks everybody. I don't think there's anybody that sits there and goes, "Oh man." I get up every day hoping to hear Chris Collinsworth talking to me. But he is incredible at what he does. So now here's the question. Do we want to have a studio team, just like a universal studio team as well? Oh, we could. So because I'm going to throw a name out there because I pretty much locked in most of mine. But if I could get a person to host um, like the studio show for all these sports, I'm ready with my pick. Go for it. You're probably going to take somebody who I would want to take. I don't know. This might be a wild card for you. Leading the way back in studio for our halftime pregame and postgame shows. I am taking the man, the myth, the Brando, Mr. Tim Brando. Yeah, that wasn't where I was going to go. Yeah, I figured you weren't. It's that, that's more of a me thing. I I catch a lot of Tim Brando's broadcasts. Love the way he broadcasts. Very good broadcaster. So I'm going Tim Brando as my uh, you know, gut as my host duties for the studio. For my studio host. I mean, it's it's Ernie Johnson. It's just way too easy. I figured you'd go Ernie Johnson. I met Ernie Johnson. I you, I know you met Ernie Johnson. <laughs> I know that you, this is two shows in a row that you've like ca- casual flexed people that you've met. <laughs> I want you to know that. Is this going to be a trend who during I, season two? Who did, who did I say on Friday? Jalen Rose and Jim oh, Jackson. That's right. <laughs> Like, is this going to be some weird flex throughout this season? I mean, if I can, ac- and- if I can accidentally work them in, absolutely. My God, two episodes in a row and your name dropping. Like, okay. See, we're, see, we're in the presence of a celebrity here. My goodness. Good Lord. Well, in that case, I'm going to steal your thunder. Hit me. Because I've had my fill of your celebrity name drops. With my next pick for my studio crew, I am taking Charles Barkley. And yes, that's just terrible. Terrible, terrible. I knew you were going to do that. I want to take Shaq, but I didn't want to hurt you that much. So I'm taking Charles Barkley. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So we got Um, one. So I need a sideline reporter for football. So you need a sideline reporter for football. Um, and you, te- you technically th- have your basketball booth with uh, Gus Johnson and Brad Nessler. My basketball booth is perfect. Uh, so you can, um, how do you want uh, a four? Do you want four total or three total as your uh, in your studio? Well, let's just do three in studio. Okay. 
So you have one more studio then as well. So one and more studio and sideline reporter. And that well, and then we have baseball too. Okay. Sounds good. So, okay. so it's my, your turn, by my, the way. Yes, my next pick. So I will go. I will I will actually just complete my NBA booth. And I'll go with one of the guys Mike Green's already with. I'll just go Jeff Van Gundy. You know, Jeff Van Gundy, I love Jeff Van Gundy. I, I think my favorite part about Jeff Van Gundy is the fact that every broadcast he finds a way to say, well, if I were coaching this team, we get it, Jeff. You want to get back into the, the coaching circle? We totally get it. It's okay. But that's a good one. I like that. Jeff Van Gundy, he does a good job. He, he does a pretty solid job there. That That's a good pick. All right. So I need a third person in my studio booth and I know exactly who I'm picking. Go ahead and hit me with it. I am going to take the man of a thousand voices and thereby rig the game for me for all time to close out my studio booth. Frank Caliendo. I mean, does that really count? He does everybody, and he actually knows what he's talking about sometimes. And plus, I've met him. <laughs> Here we go. See, now I can flex on one. <laughs> uh, are, you, are you proud of that? or Very. Very proud of that. I can live with that one. It's okay. Oh, can you live with that one? Yeah, I can totally live with that one. Just go to your next pick. For my next pick, I can't believe that he's been on the board this long. I can't believe we waited this long just in general to get to someone in, in the world of baseball. I, I, I got to go Vin Scully. That's, that's totally appropriate. That's completely appropriate. Vin Scully is a phenomenal pick. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and jump on mine as well. So go ahead and hit me. I don't think it's much of a surprise of where I'm going. It's, I mean, you have Vin Scully, the very next name in terms of broadcasters in today's day and age for team broadcasters. It's got to be Tom Hamilton. I got to go hammy for the Cleveland guardians. So that, that'd be my play by play guy for baseball. I swing and a drive. Look, when you put together like on Sports Illustrated the top 20 broadcasters of all time and Hamilton's above the likes of like John Sterling and um, Dick Enberg and stuff like that, you know you're a celebrated broadcaster. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no there's no doubting. There's no doubting Hammy. There's just not. Yeah, it's he he's just too good. So that would be my pick for baseball. So for my next pick, I will go, see, because in my opinion, there's not, there's not a baseball guy that is kind of universal for color. There's a lot of good color guys for baseball, but there's not, there hasn't been one, oh, he's the guy. In my opinion, because I don't think, I think that's fair. I don't think people really liked Tim McCarver all that much. 
Joe Mur- Joe Morgan, rest in peace, is not the most loved color person in the booth either. He wasn't bad though. He wasn't. There was Matt. There was a website named Fire Joe Mur- Morgan. There's a. I'm sure there's a website named Fire Matt Cotman. There should what be. What's that mean? <laughs> I mean, there probably should be. That's fair. <laughs> so, so because of that, I will. I will go kind of local for mine as well. Okay. I will go Jeff Brantley, the cowboy. Okay, I like that. That's not bad. And I not too him. shabby. Not too shabby. All right. Well, then somehow he's still on the board, so I'm going to take him. Go ahead and hit me with the music. Because while I agree with you for the most part that there is not really a universally throughout history respected baseball color commentator, there is someone on the fast track to that, and that is John Smoltz as my color commentator. He's on the track to that, but he's also an Atlanta Brave. And... Look, I, I I have my own demons with that one as well, but you can't tell me objectively he's not currently one of the best color commentators in baseball. Yeah, no, he is. He is. So he is, it was either going to be him or Harold Reynolds. So I like Harold Reynolds. I like him too, but you know what? Harold Reynolds kind of gets lost in the story sometimes. He he takes the long way back around sometimes on those. But he's not bad. He does a good job. So, okay, I got my baseball crew set. I just need a football sideline reporter. So, all right, you're, you're up, your final pick. I, I still need, well, I still need two. Uh, I still need two in, uh, in my studio. Okay, so you got your second to last pick then. My apologies. Second to last. Uh, I'll go. Uh, I'll go. A guy we talked about a little earlier. He's been the one, the one real mainstay in the ESPN studio show for the NBA. I'll go Jalen Rose. Of course, you would go Jalen Rose. <laughs> I mean, why, why wouldn't he's he, like, I said, he's been the only guy that has really stuck around in that booth. They've made, it seems like every year they've made a transition to this transition to that. And he's still has found a way to hung around in that booth. You still found a way to hung around the booth. I got to meet him one time. It was great. My name's Lance. Okay. You, you talked about how good my impression was before that impression was pure crap. No, your impression of your impression of um, Dick Vitale was good. Your impression of me earlier on needed much work, sir. Much work. We'll get to that. We'll get to that at a different point. But no, all joke aside, Jalen Rose, he's a very good pick. He, he has been a very steady like force and p- focal point for years there at ESPN for their coverage. So good pick. I'll give you that one. So I'm down to my last pick and I'm totally ready for it. Hit me. I don't know about you, but I do not know many sideline reporters that have their own crane device that lets them weeble wobble back and forth across the field. My pick for football co- sideline reporter, 
none other than Booger Anthony McFarland. Well, that's that's the biggest of fines. I'm, I know. I'm just kidding. Actually, I am going to go with a former player, though. My pick is Tony Siragusa for um, CBS and NBC. He does a he did a great job whenever he would do sideline. Tony Saragusa. I should have known. What we got against Tony Saragusa? I mean, nothing. Tread carefully, nothing, here, sir. nothing like concrete. Well, then there you go. Well, then there you go. Tony Saragusa. So, or Anthony McFarland. Choice is yours. I'm giving you Tony Saragusa because I'm not. There we go. I'm not. I'm not. No, I. I'm 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 glad I had to cross it out, but I was starting to write in Booger. Thank God. Thank God. So I have one more spot in the studio. You do. I'm debating how much of a wild card I want to be. You know you want to go wild card. Come on now. Okay. So in that case. For my final studio spot, for the final pick of the draft, I'm going Stu Gatz. That's going to be a hilarious booth in the studios. Ernie Johnson, Jalen Rose, and Stu Gatz just trying to cause trouble. Why? <laughs> like for your wild card, I was thinking a comedian or, you know, someone who's been on a couple times. Instead, you pick Stu. Why? How? How did I not know it was gonna somehow? God, hey, he's been on. He's been on all the shows. He's God. a part of one of the biggest podcasts in the world. No, whoa, whoa, sir. Am I wrong? Biggest podcast in the world. That's literally how his intro to Stupidity goes. I, I I intro our show as the single greatest sports podcast in history. That it's exclusively on this website when. I say we exclusively cover games when there's like six other radio stations next to us. I mean, just, I, I was, I was thinking more for, because of, because a studio can be all encompassing and it oh, can cover different boy. sports. I want someone else who's not just one sport. You know what? I'm going to give you that because I took Frank Caliendo for the exact same reason. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> took Frank Caliendo for the exact same reason. Having said that, though, there is a reminder that there are about 35 different pizza joints in New York that apparently were voted the best pizza in the world as well. Bigger Biggest than, bigger, podcast bigger than, in the world. Bigger Dear than Oprah. God. How about that? What was that? Bigger than Oprah. How about that? No, no. Oh God! That's what he said. You know what? Things were going well here in season two already. <laughs> we're already two episodes in. We've both flexed about people we've met. You dropped Stu Gotts. Good lord! Stupid. This season's going great. I'm so excited about this. For uh, for a recap, let's uh, let's recap our booths uh, for the NFL. I have Al Michaels, Tony Romo, and Aaron Andrews. Matt has Kevin Harlan, John Madden, and Tony Saragusa. For NCAA football, I have Mike Tirico, Chris Collinsworth, and Maria Taylor. Matt has Keith Jackson, Keith Her Kirk Herbstreet, and Tom Rinaldi. For the NBA, I have Mike Breen, Jeff Van Gundy, and Craig Sager. 
for the NBA. Matt has Joe Tate, Bill Walton, and Lisa Salters. For NCAA basketball, I have Jim Nance and Dickie V. Matt went with two play-by-play guys with Gus Johnson and Brad Nussler. Going to be fun uh, fighting for, for them fighting over the mic. For baseball, I went Vin Scully and Jeff Brantley. Matt went Tom Hamilton and John Smoltz. And then for our studio shows, I went Ernie Johnson, Jalen Rose, and Stu Gotts. And for Matt's studio, he went Tim Brando, Charles Barkley, and Frank Caliendo. It's going to be weird uh, having uh, Barkley having a conversation with himself on that show. I mean, it would be, but wouldn't you pay good money to watch him have a conversation with himself? And I would also pay money to see Ernie Johnson roll his eyes every time Stu Gott says something stupid. So see, there we go. So, solid, solid stuff here. Because, this, this, is like, how, this is how it's done. Because Stu Gotts can just randomly start saying like the, the one, the one that I love is it, it, it re-went viral over like the, a week or two ago was the back and forth that Shaq and Kenny had on Inside the NBA about like gas. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? I do. <laughs> and that kind of went like re-viral over a week or two ago. I think I think probably once gas prices started going up is probably when it when it re-hit the hit the viral waves. And I loved that back and forth so much. It's like the one there's like a space on Twitter where you can like save certain things. It's the one thing I have saved like in that category and it's just that video of the back and forth. Oh dear lord. <laughs> Because, that, that's a fair because, one. Because that, Shaq fair. is just so, he's so certain he's right when he's not right at all. And Kenny knows exactly what he's saying. And he's like, I don't want to be filling up every two days or whatever. And he's like, oh, no, he won't. No, he won't. No, he won't. No, he won't. And Ernie just sits there and he just realizes he has no way of controlling it. Yeah, no, er- Ernie at that point was completely aware that he had zero control over the rest of that conversation. Oh, good lord! Solid picks, though. So yeah, those are those are Solid our picks. those are our all-time booths, and I mean, there's there's a lot of good names that we didn't even get to slash get to mention. I mean, Bob Costas, Joe Buck, Marv Albert. I refuse to pick Joe Buck for anything. Why? Why? Why do you hate Joe Buck? You know why I hate Joe Buck. I don't. He made Kyle Schwarber coming back and hitting a double sound like the greatest achievement of athletic capability in history. He tore his ACL that season. Okay. In like February and it was November. That's a good natural recovery time. Don't make it sound like it's Kirk Gibson stepping up to the plate, hitting a game winner with two knees that are made of duct tape and optimism. It's even oh. even still, there's a lot of good names we didn't get to. I mean, we we mentioned Brett Musburger earlier on, but we didn't get like we didn't get like Boog Shambi. He I could have had him for baseball. Dan Schumann, Matt Vaskersian, also a big, especially in baseball. Bob Euchre, John Miller, Chris Fowler. I mean, these are these are all all really good play-by-play guys as well. Oh God, yeah, absolutely. I mean, all of them are good picks. There, there was a lot that we left on the floor. All right, is there is there anything else you need to get off your chest? 
I, I stand by the fact you should make the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> if I said it correctly for you, that time, that time. let's, uh, let's just, let me just make sure I don't have any other emails. I do not. Okay. Well then what I would say, <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta send out my NFC once today and maybe, maybe we have another episode later this week talking about it. We do because at some point I'm just going to say, join me in Tampa Bay. Mm. Join me in Tampa Bay, Lance. Mm. I, got, I have a go. I, I, I have got, a I got goat. a better chance at the other Florida team at this rate. I have a goat and I have a gronk. Join me in Tampa Bay. <laughs> On that note, that'll do it for this edition of the show. Again, please rate, follow, review on all your different podcast services. And of course, tell, tell your friends to do the same because you can't. If you do know about us, don't keep us to yourself. We want other people to know too. Yeah, br- bring a friend. Bring two friends. Have those friends bring two friends. And everyone hit like or subscribe, whatever the God's name that button says nowadays. Join us next time for more fun here on Lance and Matt Plus, and we'll Hopefully have another episode sometime this week, if not early next week. And we'll talk, uh, talk a little bit more about my free agent NFL fandom. Thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.